Yo, what up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Elevated Audio Podcast. Start over again. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hold up. Start because my shit was like lagging for a second, so I don't know if it caught the very beginning of what you were saying. Way to fuck me. Way to fuck me. I know. <laughs> I know. It would have been worse if it's like change your animated the... background. It looks like Chris. <laughs> Chris's favorite. That's why I picked it. It looks like you're in a Sims apartment. <laughs> this Even is better. The episode. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's start. Yo, welcome to the Elevated Audio Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Elevate. This is my co-host. Chris Audio. I'm still alive, even though we haven't recorded in a little bit. Yeah, we're back at it. Excited for this episode. We got we're bringing back uh one of our best guests, one of our favorite guests, my man Treble. Say what up hey. to the people, Treble. Hey man, glad to be back here, bro. Y'all know the last time we had a very transformative conversation. I look forward to the same thing. Oh yeah, definitely, no, no, no. definitely, man. And got my assistant, my secretary, Sybil Marks. Say what's up to the people, Sybil. What's up, people? <laughs> so today, I know I usually don't introduce the topic, but today we're talking about tributes, tributes in hip hop, uh, tributes, concepts, people, whatever, tributes. So uh, that's gonna be where we're where we're um, directing our attention to today. So uh, make sure you follow us on IG, on Facebook. Leave comments, let us know what you want to hear, what you thought about about each episode, and um, yeah, get, get in the flow, get connected with us. And don't forget to subscribe, no matter what, um, no matter where you're listening to this, honestly, um, just subscribe, man. If it's YouTube, subscribe there, and like this, and comment, and share it, and do everything to give us as much attention as possible. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And and subscribe if you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. You know, subscribe, whatever, wherever you're at. Yes, definitely get on the podcast game, everybody. That's the wave. And this is going to be one of the biggest podcasts out there. So get on it now. <laughs> I know ah. it. You know it. Yeah. Word, word, word. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll start. I'll, I'll give out my first, uh, my first tribute that I got. <clears throat> And this tribute is from Talib Kweli, and it was to uh, to Lauren Hill. We all know who Lauren is. Yes. If yes. you, don't, if you mm-hmm. don't know who Lauren is, you should probably not watch our podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> might not be the podcast for you. It might not. Yeah, just a little over your head. What made you click play if, you know? <laughs> nah, what made you be born? Because Lauren Hill is the... The great, like she's the queen, yeah, man. Like she, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you haven't heard the Miseducation of Lauren Hill, you need, to, you need to hear that. You need to hear that. You need to hear that. Power. Facts, facts. And uh, this song is called Miss Hill from Tyler Quali, and it's just you know, um, it's just a tribute to Miss Hill about you know what she's done for hip hop, being a strong black woman. Um, upholding, you know, uh, characteristics of a real great woman and just uh, propelling our culture forward uh, with knowledge and inspiration. Yeah, man. I, I, 
I think it's always dope when you have great MCs that tribute stuff to other great MCs because it just puts into perspective just how great our overall culture can be affected by somebody just making good music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that goes so long. That goes such, yeah. such a far away. And the message, the message and the energy behind the music is what really resonates with people. And mm-hmm. Lauren Hill, she'll always... Yeah. Her, her her legacy will echo throughout time. She's one of those those people. Oh, no doubt. Definitely. Definitely. And it's kind of crazy that, you know, I think that's her only solo album, right? If I'm not mistaken. I believe. Yeah, so. to my knowledge. And, like, I mean, and that it has been cemented now. You know, it's been out for, what, almost, what, 20-plus years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the best albums ever. You know, mm-hmm. and to, and it, it maybe, maybe it was by design that that was the only out al- solo album she put out. Um, where you know maybe it's such a, it's such a an incredible piece of art that, um, why screw up potentially? Yeah, you know, mess up the legacy of that mm-hmm. by maybe having a follow up album that doesn't really hold up, you know, or isn't up to that standard, you know. You have that one, you're one for one, you know, you're perfect on, you know, the only album that you put out solo and, um, you know, and it's, like I said, it's an incredible piece of art. So why mess with that? You know, definitely. It's like going, you know, it's like, uh, like an athlete, like winning the championship and then just retiring after that. It's like, you know what? Nothing's ever going to measure up to this feeling like right here. So let me just bow out while I can. Right. Yeah, see, I I, I, I know people who think like that. I couldn't think like that. I, I got to go get another ring at least once. <laughs> I think that's what happens to most athletes, actually, because most athletes, there's like a hunger that just like, yeah. that like, that it just resets. You win a championship and then that hunger resets. Like, no, we got to do this again next year. So let me ask a question. I think it's the same thing with, but I think it's also the same thing with artists, too. I think that, you know, there, you have so much, um, you have so much creativity, like oozing, you know, and you're just like, you put out a project and you're like, I, I love this project, but you know what? I really think, and the thing is with champion, with them, excuse me, with albums, there is not necessarily a championship. I guess a Grammy would, would constitute as that, right? Yeah. Even with that, let's say you, hypothetically you want a Grammy for an album, right? Which is amazing anyway. But right. in your, I, in most artists' minds, I know for me, no matter what, happens with any project i put out no matter what kind of accolades or anything i know in my mind i'm like you know what my next one's going to be even better oh you have to i well, I think I, yeah i look at every song as another challenge like the song i'm making right now has to be better and greater than the song exactly exactly i'm only good is my last song and i look i don't just look at it as a music i look at it as my life like i'm always yeah. competing i'm always competing against yesterday yeah. your past self yeah Right. So let me ask this. So for somebody like Lauren Hill who drops an album that's at that pinnacle, do you think that because she has that same drive as us to be better, that that might have caused her to not write anymore because she might have put herself in an awkward position getting putting a little too much out there? You ever think that might be the case? Maybe, maybe, but I would say with someone like that, I wouldn't say I if I had to bet money on it. Like we're like sitting here saying like, okay, if we're obviously none of us know her personally, right? So mm-hmm. if we just had to like guess, you know, I would guess me personally that 
she, in her mind, she just has so many different ideas of what she wants to do with her career and life that I think she just shifted her focus. I, I think if she, I think if she really, really wanted to like outdo that project, I feel like she would put in the work and, and do that. I think she's just focused on other things. And you got to understand. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. You know, you it's just understand the level she's at too. Like she's at a whole different. Like she's already even before the album, she's already a legend. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, like, you look at what she did with the Fugees. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the score, the score is also in its yeah. own right a, a, a classic album, you know. Bruh, bruh, <laughs> yes. Like I still listen to that shit, man. Mm -hmm. I ain't even gonna lie, bruh. You know, so it's like, <laughs> hey, you already accomplished. Like you put out an amazing piece of art as a group, as part of a group, and you put out an amazing piece of art as a solo artist. Maybe, I mean, maybe that, maybe that aspect of her career doesn't really doesn't it maybe it's not the end all be all you know where for some artists it is you know they just yeah. want to put out projects and put out projects put out projects you know and I, everyone's just kind of different you know in that way but who knows man I, i'd be really curious to find out why that like she had she has never followed that up you know with another solo effort when i blow up i'll tell you I know. Ask her for me, please. I got you. <laughs> He's funny. Um. So, what, what, speaking of albums, uh, what you you working on anything right now, Trouble? I actually, yeah, I got, I got one project. Since we talking about it, I'll go ahead and make the announcement. Well, I kind of hinted at it a little officially before, but I got an EP coming up here very soon i ain't gonna give an official date but it's gonna be called the pressure it's been six years since i actually dropped a project and it's been worth the wait i think for the people i got so much shit that i done recorded that i got recording still but for the people that know me they know i'm really anal about like the creative process of the music so it takes time for me to get it anal as they say you're your own biggest critic so it took me a couple of years officially to get this thing lined up. But, man, when I tell you what I got in store coming here soon, man, it, I, I'm just ready to see everybody else's reaction, to be honest, man. That's but, like, bro, that's like the greatest anticipation. Like, you work so you work so hard, hard on this art, and it's like when you listen to it, it touches your soul. And the next, the next step <laughs> is that, the next elated feeling from that is what is 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 um how other how you think other people are gonna feel when they hear this shit that makes you feel like this because it's yeah. all about the feeling right right so, right so exciting when you think yo i can't wait i i just want to know like sometimes i feel like i want to be i want to be that person in their body when they listen to my shit so i can see <laughs> what they're feeling when they hear my shit because i know how i felt when i made it and i know how i felt when i uh when when I listen to it, it's like, oh shit, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I don't know. The, the thing is, like, you could make a song, right? And while you're making that song, or when you finish that song, you hear the final mix for the first time. Like, yeah, you're gonna be excited about it, but you've also heard it like a thousand times. Yeah. You no, know, because you were working on it. 
Exactly. Like sometimes when I play someone my shit and it's like, and and like their first response is like, like wow this is dope, like wow this is incredible or whatever, whatever compliment I get, I I kind of wish the same thing that you just said. Like I wish I could like be in their body and like hear my Actually shit with feel. fresh ears. Like right, right. With, with like, like no, like no preview, nothing or not. Yeah, not, yeah. knowing what the creation process was, you know, yeah. not being there when I was making the beat and conceptualizing it and getting it, you know, you know recording it, you know, or whatever. You, yes. you know, I wish that that man. I wish there was a way to like just for like a second, just for like a second, if we had that ability, just like okay, this is what it's like to hear it with fresh ears. Yeah, yeah another bro. Thing, another thing you said, trouble when um you we were like. You said you don't want to put a date on it. And then after that, you said something about pressure. I was like, because that's what I thought when you said putting it. Because when you put a date on something, especially art that's coming from the inspiration, you put pressure on yourself. And I don't, I feel like us as artists, we shouldn't really, well, it's kind of a catch-22 because setting a debt, setting deadlines for goals, um, it, it uh, pushes you to get it done. But at the same time, it could also um cause cause well that's also why most artists i mean i don't want to i'm not i'm kind of generalizing but there is something to this statement where uh, for a lot of artists their second album does not measure up to their first album yeah and a lot of that is because the the, the old expression is tronica like that bro no i'm <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't putting anyone specific on it Um, but you know they say that you have your whole life to make your first album right so so inevitably that is going you know for most people or for a lot of people it's going to be your best work because especially if you're an maybe not like as an indie artist but if you're like you know a so-called like hot artist you know or you get really popular and you're mainstream or whatever that first album yeah maybe maybe it pops but then it's like all of a sudden you have a label saying, okay, well, you know what? We're going to release your next album, you know, within the next year. You know, it's like, well, wait a second, motherfucker. Like, I just, I just spent six years working on that first album. Yeah. And now you want me to, now you want me to like do all that same work again in like one year and you want it to be just as good, if not better. Like, yeah, that's just not realistic for some artists, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's some artists who can do it. who just like follow up good project after good project. You know, but, you know, look at someone like, um, I mean, this is a bad example because Raj doesn't even like this dude, but I was going to say Kendrick, you know, Raj, you don't like Kendrick. He, he doesn't say he doesn't like him. He says that he thinks he's a little overrated for like how highly people think of him. He didn't say he doesn't like him, but you know, he thinks that it's overstated. Uh, yeah, I, is. I think, I mean, I personally love Kendrick personally. That nigga but, can rap. I get I get both perspectives. I understand I understand where he's coming from. Like, like, I, 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 I just happen to really, really enjoy it. The greatest. No, and I think that's but fair. See, I think I mean, but that's also like such an easy statement to make. Didn't he win something <laughs> yes. for like what did he win? He won something for being uh it was like a really, really prestigious award. Um, like they don't really give it to everybody. Um, sure. oh, I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up. It's like a uh, like the equivalent of like a Nobel Prize kind of thing. It Something was very exclusive. Like that. That's what it was. 
He won a Nobel Prize? I didn't even know that. I got to Google this shit now. Yeah, yeah I'm tripping. I feel like I heard that, but... I, <laughs> yeah, I'm he did. Right now, live. <laughs> well, we finna find out. But while we looking that up, I do want to say that I think from the perspective of an artist, it affects how you look at other artists. And it's not even from a cocky perspective. It's just more from a discerning perspective like if you play basketball you look at nba players a little differently than somebody who doesn't play at all you know what i mean so it's like it's not to say somebody isn't good at what they do or that they aren't talented but at times people can get caught up in it from their perspective because they don't know you know like how we know some artists punch all of their lines and i ain't saying it's kendrick but like have you ever listened to songs that Say man that again. punching those songs. He is absolutely time. punching those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. impossible to rap the way that he raps. And I'm not saying I'm not talking about from like a speed thing or anything like that. I mean, just like he switches up his flow like a million ways in all his verses. So it's like it's literally impossible to do that. Wrong with that. <laughs> nothing, nothing's wrong with that. A big pun did it like every four bars. Big pun. Pun used to do that. Yeah. yeah see, but puns was... I mean, he had a huge excuse though because he was... Yeah, he his was, was different. He was, like, he was so big that nigga needed to take breaths. R.I.P. I ain't, I ain't trying to be disrespectful. Yeah, but no, nah, like, like his people that. said that. <laughs> like they had to like, like they said they spent hours trying to take out breaths. That he had in it because he had. You go back and listen. The breasts are still loud as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine what they were dealing with before. I think they should have fucking left them, bro, so he could have heard. That's something that like you pick up on as you start making music and you start audio engineering and like, and like you're used to like maybe cutting out breaths or lowering breaths and stuff like that. And then you listen to an artist like Pun, you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude was taking some big ass breaths. Yo, it, was honestly, it was a Pulitzer Prize, like Pulitzer Prize for Kendrick. Honestly, like I try not, I try to punch it as least as possible. If there's a yeah. part that I can't get, like I tried a million times and I can't get it, then I'll consider punching in. But other than that, man, I'm trying to do the whole thing straight through because that's sure. that, that gives me the most satisfaction. Like yo, I think it just came out best that way, honestly. But you know, and I think if you're an artist who punches in a lot, you know, I think do it at a certain cadence that, like, that it's very consistent in the song or, or with all your songs. If you're an artist who punches in regularly, you know, at least not let it be like, okay, I generally don't punch in, but like this one song, I'm gonna punch in a lot. You know, it. I mean, maybe you can make it work, but I feel yeah. like it's a noticeable difference. Well, there's a certain satisfaction you get when, like, you do something all the way through. And to me, it's kind of like if I stole the ball at my opponent's court or my my court, yeah, at, at my, down at my side, and then I stole it and I ran and I dribbled it all the way back to their side, and I crossed <laughs> somebody over and I made a layup on them. That's like the equivalent to me. Of like spitting a verse straight through without having a having a punch, like it gives me that type of satisfaction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, I feel you, bro. I mean, that shit all the way through. Yo, welcome back, guys. Sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, Chris messed everything up. No, I'm saying it was. Great. I always do. <laughs> it was this connection, but um, fortunately, we got. My man Trouble here with this superb memory. 
Um, I smoked way too much weed in my days to have a great memory like his, but he has a great memory like this. So <laughs> go ahead, Treble. <laughs> Pick up what you've been talking about. I think when, 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 when the conversation right across the Treble, I don't think like what you just said can cross over to Treble. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you already know. We're going to get back to the top. <laughs> we go down that path, goddamn. But basically, as I was saying, is like when you hit the studio and you record, especially when you know you've been recording really hard and you've been putting in a hell of a lot of work, you don't necessarily feel like it's the same as winning a Grammy, but it's almost the same as winning a championship in a way like you feel this ultimate sense of accomplishment when you know you've put together the best body of work that you can, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of artists now, they know genuinely what they're doing isn't the best body of work that they could offer. So they don't, that's why they're not confident. That's why they're not so excited about the music they made. That's why they don't cherish it. That's why they feel so obligated to have to go constantly put out new music yeah. to ask the feeling of the lack of success that they actually felt from their last project. Yeah. That makes sense. I think, I think um, from an artistic perspective, I think that's one of the, I think it's one of the best things about doing art is that like other people can kind of like share that sentiment of like, okay, this project is amazing even if you don't win a Grammy or get the accolades that come along with great work where like sports is, for example, is like, it's, you know, you're kind of measured on like, okay, how many championships did you win? Even if you put in a championship effort and you did everything in your ability to succeed, sometimes it doesn't shake that way. Right. Yeah. But like when it comes to art, you could put in all that work and make an incredible piece of art. And it just like, doesn't really get like the, like you know mainstream accolades but people will still look at it and say like okay this is amazing yeah you can't measure it the same way because the way exactly. the, the way these the mainstream politics are it's very like, manipulated mo exactly most of the like most of the uh mo most of the um attribution is not it, a lot of it's mu musically but a lot of it's not it's things other than than music I mean, I, I had a teacher when I was when I was in college, I had a teacher who was actually on like was part of like the Grammy Association. And he said wow. flat out like and he wasn't saying it like in a shitty way. He wasn't saying it like in a like he was an older dude, you know, but he but I don't think he realized the, the downside in what he was saying. He's he was saying that, you know, sometimes they will rely on they'll, they'll start by like looking at like the charts and saying like, OK, what was the most popular or what sold or whatever, you know, which is not a proper way to do it. Honestly, you no. know, if you're giving out like awards for artistic things, it shouldn't be based on how many units were moved, you know, or just how popular it got on the charts or whatever. It should just be very um, objective. Even while we're talking about something that is subjective, you know, you should be trying to apply some kind of objectivity, you know, to that, you know, just like how good is this? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. this would be a whole, a whole. That's, I mean, that's a whole other episode we could do. Yes. Yeah. yeah trash, is. ash, trash, ass politics in music. 
Yeah, bro. Uh, I can't wait to put that on the title. Yeah, but let's <laughs> let's. I'm gonna steer things back to our original uh, topic. So, Treble, what was uh, what's one of your um, your tribute songs? So, something I find a song that like really hits it for me is this song called "The Pot" by Tool. I don't know how familiar y'all are with Tool or anything like that, but like. <clears throat> Tool is extremely diverse, man. I like, I love heavy guitar riffs. So I'm like almost into any group that got a few of them. You know what I mean? It just gives me a different type of energy. Like I like listening to different type of things. I listen to reggae, R&B, but like that heavy metal, them drums and that guitar, man, it just does something for me. Yeah. And um, this particular song, though, is basically just attacking all of the stigmatisms on weed. Like all of these different things over the course of years that we get told that we've been put that have been put into you know our minds and into the mainstream about this particular thing there's not too many other things that have that kind of focus on it if you think about it like you see more don't don't smoke weed commercials than you see don't do crack commercials which i find <laughs> ironic <laughs> you know it's like what are we really what what is really the reason for this you know what i mean and when you start thinking about those questions listening to a song like that it kind of helped me because i burn you know what i mean and most of my life most of my family used to be like bro i think you you know you might be headed down the wrong path with that decision but it's like really what is the decision that's headed down the wrong path because i know people who smoke who are out there making multi-million dollars I know people who don't and broke as hell. So what exactly separates those people? Yeah, we obviously really, ain't got shit to do with it. It's really a subjective thing, man. Because like you said, there's really successful people that smoke weed. And um, people that don't smoke weed that's unsuccessful. There's unsuccessful people that do smoke weed. And, you know, vice versa. So it's really, how does weed affect you? You know, me personally, like, I could smoke once in a while and enjoy that and do what I do. I, if I smoked all the time, I wouldn't get shit done. But then it's people with the complete opposite. Like, they could smoke all the time and be super productive. Like, they could yes. ace a test, high. They could do whatever, high. You know what I mean? So it depends who you are. So yeah, nobody, I'm high right nobody, now. <laughs> nobody I wouldn't expect you any other way. What they, should, <laughs> what they should be doing. Trust over here, Treble. I got you. I got you. I'm going to turn my fan on real quick. I, but you know what's funny about what you just said? Like, that you don't see ads that, that are like, don't smoke crack. And, like, maybe crack is something like, okay, maybe it goes without saying that we shouldn't smoke crack, right? But, right. like, okay, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of exit stops, you know, exit ramps, you know, between smoking weed and, and smoking crack. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that people can do in between that are worse than weed and aren't quite as bad as crack, you right. know? And you're right. Like, you don't see any ads for, like, hey, like, don't pop too many pills. Yeah. Hey, um, don't shoot heroin. Hey, um, don't snort coke, you know, like, like these are all things right. that are infinitely worse for you than we, you know, by the way, we don't really talk about how, you know, how bad even, and look, I drink, you know, not a lot, but you know, regularly, you know, here and there, you know, a lot less than I used to for sure. But like, 
you know, a lot more, a lot bigger issues that come from people drinking too much than there is from people smoking too much. I'm just saying. Definitely. You don't really hear too many stories about the pothead that beat his wife. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't hear that story very much. You hear a lot about the alcoholic who beats the shit out of his kids and his wife, you know? Just For saying. Sure. So, I mean, that's that's another heavy topic that we can make that's a whole, a whole, <laughs> that's topic. A whole other topic that we could do. I, but, and I would but, like to be included in that topic because I got a lot to say about that one. Roger knows. I bet if you gave hey. him some, I bet if you gave him some weed, he'd be like, oh man. He'd instantly be like, man. That's all right. Let's go. Let's watch freaking. Let's watch a movie. <laughs> you know, like, right. I mean, that's like that's me. That's me, honestly. I, I I just had to stop doing that altogether because I do fit. I would. I fall into like the you know what what the masses kind of like try to stereotype as potheads. Like when I used to smoke, I would just like veg out and shit. <laughs> I, I was not a very. I was not like some people could be very productive when they smoke, and I a lot of respect for all those people, including Trevor. Um, I was never one of those people. No, I'm the same way, bro. That's why I could do it once in a while, but you know, to be productive, I need to be sober. So when, I, when I smoke, I get very productive. Like, um, like not so much like energized productive. Like, I want to, I mean, I do want to clean a lot and shit like that, but. I always hear people saying that. Like, people but, I know who, yeah, who are like, yeah, yeah, I clean up the house and you're like, organized and stuff. I'm like, what? Yo, I'd be like, yo, I'd be on some other shit when I'm high, man. Like, man, organizing things in certain ways that I normally wouldn't do. Like, yes. I'll make a post and I'll like, I'll make it like an essay, like a college essay, like a Facebook post. And I'll be like, it's crazy, dog. But now I know if I see you post something like crazy long, I'm like, okay, I know what he did tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know like, I, I, know. I already know when he posts like a long post, something's not right. Something's going on. He gets all like philosophical and it's like, right. like, whoa, this post is way too long for me to read right now. He's stoned. <laughs> like, okay, he's God damn. I, get, I get creative up here in my mind and I want to write. Wait, is that a pen you just held up? Yeah. <laughs> As we're talking, she's like, Pee -pee. I was like, when I, when I used to do, when I used to smoke and, um, and I would be like making beats, I would find myself like totally like kind of zone out and I'd be you listening to like the same, same loop of the beat for like 30 minutes. And I'm just like, fuck am I so, You're so intrigued by that like little loop that. Yeah, like, like a little loop that I just like totally <laughs> zone out. I'm like, but see, next thing I know, like 30 minutes have gone by. I'm just like, what the? That's a power, man. That's a power. And see, that's a whole nother like topic. Yep. I don't want to get too far down that path. But something that I've learned just in my process with it is like, that that's a power although it can be hard to deal with at first you can learn how to use that to your advantage to almost bend time to your will yeah it sounds crazy but yeah, that ability to focus and zone out on one thing yeah yeah past not be in the future just be completely i feel personal. like but i mean yeah you're right you're right but i feel like it's just from a person to person thing though you know it because is. It is. because for me like at least the way that I like to operate and anyone who see me like make beats, for example, like they know that totally works against my workflow okay. because I bang out beats, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I just churn them out, you know, and like that totally works against me, you know, and, and yeah. works against like my, um, 
you know, against my strengths, you know? Yeah. I feel you. I feel That's why I was just like, you know what? I, I really can't. And I need, I need to be like, I like, I like to be like real witty. I like to be, um, I like to be an asshole, you know? So like what? Not an asshole like that. You know, I like to fuck around, you know? And like when I'm high, like I can't be as witty as I am when I'm sober. Like it'll take, I'll be like. You got to practice. Would it be like, uh, uh, somebody be dissing me and it'll take me like an hour for a comeback. Like, nigga, we just like, you're, back, you're back home and you're like, you're like. I gotta right, come got back. him. <laughs> <laughs> About to go to sleep at night, like like you're sending a text, like <laughs> like yeah. Nah, I got well, Rod, you was there just um just Friday night though when I freestyled on that set. Like you was high that, up. Well, nah, yeah, yo, you killed that, bro. I was like, yo, is this a song, bro? Well, <laughs> yo, hey, man. I thought you made but, up. That whole thing with the cell phone, bro. I was like, damn. I think it just, yeah, it like, shit happens, but it's crazy because it's like when I first started writing and shit, I could not write high. Like I could not. Like I could listen to beats and get the energy of what I was trying to do while I was high, but I couldn't physically like come up with the cadences and shit like that while I was high. My mind just wouldn't do it. But then it was like after I learned how to meditate, mixing it, mm-hmm. mixing that with it i then unlock channels in my brain that help me concise these separate scenarios and i could process it differently so like how i process my cadences and my lyrics are totally different and for a long time it was hard for me to figure out how to balance that and make the song sound in unison you know what i mean and you can go back and listen to my older shit compared to my shit now Back in the day, it's not that I couldn't rap. It's not that I I didn't have the skills. It's just I couldn't quite find the tone, couldn't quite find the melodies that I was really trying to put on that track. And it was like along that path, I ended up unlocking that chapter in my mind, for lack of better words, you know what I mean? But the meditation was the actual key to unlock that part, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a muscle. It's like a muscle. You just keep everything's a skill. You keep keep working at it, keep building at it. So. Exactly. And everybody got THC in their brain already. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, the cannabinoid, cannabinoid receptors that bind with the THC and all that. You have actual THC in your brain. Every human does. When they're testing you for THC intake, they're testing you for the levels of THC. There's already an expected level in your body that they know is going to be there. So why is it that something that's already naturally in your body illegal? That's why I always feel like that. I'm already high. You can tap into it, yeah. You can tap into it without marijuana, definitely. And meditation is a big part, bro. Once I, once you get out of your mind, man, out of here and into the moment, like, man, that's the power. And that's what weed is so so good at. You know, it's just like it's meant for that. Weed is meant to make you more present, but a lot of people end up just abusing it and not like taking the spiritual and the and the the extracting the real the the real um usage of it yes take it and you just end up abusing it and smoking it every day and getting high but all right let's go back to I'm gonna wrap, I guess it's just me I'm not as smart as dribble to uh, <laughs> Chris what what was your um your joint your uh 
I mean, I gotta go classic, man. I uh, common. I used to love her. So mm. I mean, mm. so, I was gonna say that one. You stole oh, my, my bad. <laughs> I'm my kidding. Bad. You don't want to give you that idea. <laughs> 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 we started. Behind the curtain, we talk about this stuff before the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> All right, so why did you choose that one? Well, I mean, Common's one of my favorite artists, you know, ever. And, um, and you know, and, you know, her in, in that title, you know, it says hearing is hearing every rhyme. So basically what Common was kind of alluding to in that song is kind of like how hip hop was changing around that time, like in the early 90s, you know, and especially with like the, um, you know, with like, you know, like the West Coast, like gangster rap, like coming up. You know, he was kind of seeing kind of a shift in hip hop in the way that he viewed uh, hip hop. And um, it was kind of moving away from what he kind of like fell in love with um, in the first place, you know. So, you know, it's a dope song. Um, no ID killed that beat. Um, um, Common is always dope. And then yeah, another. another what's that? My bad. I don't mean it. To- how um legendary no id is i didn't know like no id i've been like learning about him like dude's a, a legend dude, yeah he's, he's a legend man. he's been around for a while and it's like one of those things where it's like hey you know, nah, yeah, I, I didn't really know i didn't really know his shit like that either honestly he goes back man with the that you know and but thing is he's still like putting out shit you know he's still producing like at a high level, you know, yeah, which is yeah. just yeah. like um, is it high tech? No, who's that dude? Um, damn, high tech. Um, shit, I forgot this dude's name. But keep going. Keep high going. tech? You mean Tech Nine? No. No, there's a um producer. High tech is fire. Like he's a fire producer. But that's not who you're talking about, though. Nah, it completely slipped my mind. His name. Well, it'll come to me later. But the other thing I was gonna say about I used to love her is that like. I don't know when. It was probably sometime in the last like 10 years. Um, Murs um, did like kind of like a cover of I Used to Love Her. Like him and Ninth Wonder did kind of redid um, the original Common Joint. I think he redid, I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. I don't remember how the beat is, but I'm pretty sure that he sampled the same beat. He like kind of, re- he didn't remake the same beat. But he, I think he made a beat with the same sample. He might have just made a whole new beat for if I'm not. You know, I, I, I don't I'd have to go back and check it out again. But it's it's pretty dope, honestly. You know, to kind of see like a song that's a tribute to hip hop, and like you know, in the form that that you kind of fell in love with it. But then you know, to see another artist, you know, what like 20 years later, let's just say, kind of do, um, kind of reinvent that same concept, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's so I think the Mers one's actually called I used to love her again, um, mm. something like that. So it's pretty dope. Yeah, man, I love that that feeling, bro. And I think that's what we as artists who care about the true art are trying to bring back the overall brotherhood of the music. You know what I mean? The overall camaraderie of yeah. us, like. You used to have legitimate hip hop artists who were sitting there talking at congressional meetings and things like that. Like now, it's like you you go you gonna be like, hey, go get little baby, go get young thug, and we finna put them up there 
It's just, you know, and it's not even a disrespect to them individually. The truth is, if you ask them, they wouldn't even want to be in that position. Right. And I think that's the mindset that we used to have unilaterally. Like, everybody wanted to be somebody who could speak on behalf of the people in some way. You kind of took the words out of my mouth, man. Because honestly, like, you look at, like, hip-hop, like, in the 80s and into the early 90s, um... A lot of the a lot of those artists, you know, at that time, you know, a lot of it was about like educating, educating other black people or, you know, whatever, all, all people really, um, yes. and uplifting your own people. Yeah. You know, where yes. now I don't think they give a fuck, honestly. And we're not going to see like those. You're not going to see those results. You know, you don't really see the effects of that until like a few years after the fact. You know. Yeah. Um, cause I think, I think, man, what was the statistic I, I read that like, like African American, um, enrollment and colleges, I think went up by like 400% or something like that from like 1987 to like 1992. Mm. If you're going to tell me that like hip hop does not play a role in that to some degree, you're yeah. a goddamn liar. Yo, hip hop is the most powerful force. It's such a powerful world. force. And, and, and people hip-hop saying, you know, it, bro. Hip-hop yeah, in a way, hip hop kind of made it cool to be like, you know what? Let me educate myself on a lot yeah. of these fucking issues. Yeah, bro, you, you know yes. I'm not gonna just be fucking like held down by the like, powers that be. I'm gonna elevate myself. <laughs> yes. Shout out to shout out to Raj Elevate. Yeah, Raj Elevate. Know that. Know that. <laughs> and, like, yo, hip hop <laughs> affects every avenue of the world. Like people don't understand how, bro. If if uh no look uh, for for Nelly and Nelly and um his Air Force One song right he made that song get the stomping in my Air Force One dude their sales went up fucking bananas a hundred thousand yeah. percent bro you want to see my what yeah 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 yes get stomping in my what like dude good that's like Gucci that's why like these these people like Gucci and Dolce Gabbana like they rely on hip-hop so much yes. for, for their branding yes, and, and for That's revenue because they understand like hip-hop is the most powerful force in the world and see you touched on something that i think is down the alley of who i represent individually as an artist mm-hmm. i'm trying to be that nigga to get everybody to realize like bro they need you Facts. Like, they, they can't be multi-million dollar industries if you say no Facts. Nas talks about that shit. I think what's I can't remember the name of the song, but he's like, what's this? What's the line? He was marketing. Marketing companies are hiring blacks. Fresh hip hop lingo for your campaign ads. Yes. They just, you know, like if people realize how much these, how much these companies rely on you, like the power is really with with people and not with. The way exactly. that we've been kind of molded to think it is. Yeah. I learned in um psychology, it's called the bystander effect. Like, if you get mugged in the alley and there's one or two people there, you have a higher probability of one of you helping one of them helping you than if you're getting mugged in the alley and 20 people are standing there. Mm. It's a crazy dynamic, but all of those 20 people, they generally take the mindset that okay, one of us will do something. One of those other people who do something. All right, but if there's, then, if there's less people, it's more pressure or more influence to, to do something. Yeah, it caused more on your integrity. 
when there's more people. Oh, right, 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 right. You, you, it just you feel more comfortable putting it on somebody else. Mm. You can tell yourself, well, maybe I wasn't qualified to do it. Maybe mm. this other person was more qualified to do it, and they right. still. Maybe there's somebody bigger, somebody that that knows jujitsu or karate or something like that. Come on, <laughs> maybe yeah. that guy over there trained boxing in his spare time, and he should have did something. Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's easier to develop that mindset and you translate that bystander mindset to music and what we look at. I ask kids all of the time, why do you like this artist? And they legitimately tell me they don't know. Yeah, just because it's entertaining and, and probably and that's what everybody else likes. But you know what? That's what everybody else you know, likes. That's what it is. Sometimes, and they, so they sometimes. feel left out. But sometimes it's like you remember. Remember, Lupe made a song, "Dumb, Dumb It Down." Yes. Yeah. But, but he kind of like he kind of predicted a lot of this shit with that. And you know, you know what? And it was like that when he dropped the song. But it just gotten worse, honestly. And you know, there was I'll never forget this because I was working. You know, this is years ago. I was working. I was bartending, right? And um, it was like a pool bar. So you know, there was like a couple there, and they were they had like their like teenage son with them, right? And uh, I don't know how we got in a conversation of, of music. But um, I was, we started talking about hip hop, right? And the teenage mm-hmm. son is like into hip hop, right? And um, I was like, oh, so, you know, you know, he was asking me like, oh, like what artists do I like? You know, I was like, well, you know, I like a lot of older artists that you might not really, you know, really listen yeah. to, to be honest with you. I listen to like Nas and, and, you know, you know, I started naming some artists. I was like, you know, in terms of like newer artists, you know, I like Kendrick, I like J. Cole, you know, whatever. I was naming some people and he's like, oh, Kendrick's overrated. And I was like, okay, cool, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, well, who do you like? And he's like, Kodak Black. And I'm like, you can't <laughs> really tell me, like, you think this one dude's, like, overrated, but then you like Kodak. Like, don't get me wrong. I like some Kodak songs. But, but like, the reality. On, like, that's just, like, and I know, I can, I can see, like, based on what we're talking about right now, you can kind of see what's happening there. Kendrick is, like, over this kid's head. Yes. So he's like, ah, that's just ridiculous and stupid. And he's just saying a lot of big words and just rapping fast and, like, whatever. You know, but I understand what Kodak is saying. Yes. I don't make it like good just because you understand it. (laughs) That, that, Nick, if that's not the nail in the coffin right there on that conversation. So that goes that, bro, that shit plays on so much things that you just said in that whole conversation. We'll take it back to Lupe real quick and we'll bring up another tribute song real quick. If that's okay from Lupe that this brings into mind. I don't know if y'all have ever heard the song called Bad Bitch. Yeah, by Lupe. of course. Yeah. Woman Good. That that song is so powerful to me because he's telling you she's a fucking actor. She's an actress. She's just yeah. a woman in a music video, baby. Why are you looking up to her? Her whole life is to be an actor or an actress. Like, 90% of these guys, I was just watching a video earlier, all these rappers who owe all of these exuberant amount of money back to the um jewelers that they get these damn chains and watches from and it's like is it is it really cool for you to look up to this guy because you understand what he's saying and he's talking a lot of money but he still owed his jewelry shop four hundred thousand dollars it's like we've gotten to the era to where they don't think about that aspect because the only thing they can think about is the fact that this artist raps on the level that they currently think on and it makes it easier to stay on that level Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I still think Kendrick's overrated, but 
Um, I back to your point though, like <laughs> yeah, he was like could not help but like get back to that. <laughs> but actually, in the same topic though, you don't back. think Kodak Black is like that dude either. But yeah, exactly. You're not sitting there saying, no. well, you know, Kendrick's oh, overrated, no, no. but you know, Kodak is fire. You know, like, Kendrick's way better than Kodak Black. I'd say exactly. That. Well, that's the that's my point. You know, that's but, like okay, you could say that. You could say Kendrick's. You could say whatever. You could say whatever you want. But like, don't sit there and be like. Oh man, uh, you know the Patriots suck, but you know, you know it's all about those Lions. No, I definitely yeah. don't know. Like, nah, bro, like you don't watch too much football, huh? I think he's dope <laughs> as shit, but you know, just as far as like a whole, a whole, he's definitely not what I feel um, he's projected as. That's fine though. Like that, that's actually a, a, a you know, a well formulated opinion. That's fine. Like you can ba- have it based on that, you know, and you have your more more in depth reasons for that, you know. Yeah. But it would be like foolish for you to be like, man, I don't like Kendrick. You know, he, you know, he's kind of overrated. But you know, Slim Thug though, you know, he's <laughs> he's, he's dope. <laughs> I have to go get my wine because you made me mad about Kendrick. And Slim Thug's not terrible, you know. He's like, what, what was it? I, I yeah, remember when my like, boy just, my boy just incredible. Sounds, he made a comment. He's like, he's like, I can't tell if he's just like a kind of like a whack good artist, or he's like a good whack artist. Like, I can't <laughs> tell. Like, he's somewhere in there. Like, he's like not terrible, but he's like not great, you know? Yes. And there's a and lot actually, of artists that kind of fall into that pocket. I used just, to listen oh, yeah, to Slim yeah, Thug. Great, like, you know, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I used to listen to Slim Thug, too. There's a song by him that I completely forgot that. But he's not a bad rapper. No, like, he's no, not a he's bad not, rapper. No. He's like, he just kind of like his music, just kind of like. Eh. It's just yeah. never fully hit. Yeah, it doesn't really hit like that, you know? Um, y'all know Toby Nwigwi, right? Yeah. He, um, he's not, he's from the South, but like. He's from Houston, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'll just say this: I'm familiar with him. Now I'll put him in that category that you put Kendrick in. I think he's dope, but I think he got a lot of hype. That's a little. Who are you talking about? To- I can't pronounce his last name. Nawigwi. What's his name? Toby Nawigwi. 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 I know. I know the artist you're referring to. Definitely. I have no idea. Nah, and I do think he he's talented, but didn't he play for the Mavericks? <laughs> I swear on my computer, sounds like you're saying Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> Why you gotta say that when I'm trying to take a drink? <laughs> Tall enough, but now he used to play football or college football or something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. To be honest, yeah, look him up. You've seen him before. I'm pretty sure you've seen him before. Yeah, he's big. He's big. Yeah, like he's 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 shit. He got songs with Black Thought, Royster Five Nine. Like he got songs with everybody. Paul Wood. Okay, okay. Who is this? Who is it? Say it again. Toby T O B E. That last name is Nwigwi N N Nancy W E. And I don't know. You got you got to figure out the rest of yourself. Yeah, he gonna he gonna pop up now. Like he popping right now. He got a song with Paul Wall. Yeah, dude. You got some a lot of heavy hitters, but that's like down south rap like that. I like that shit because like dude's lyrical with it, but you can still tell he has that southern twang. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. See, I told you. you know. I don't know how to say that name though. I had no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> I honestly had no idea what you were saying. 
No, wait, wait. I, I was like, Nowitzki? <laughs> that's all I'm hearing. Dirk? Dirk? Like, oh, Dirk is rapping now, huh? Y'all will have to educate me on some of these rappers that I don't know. I need Definitely. to I need to learn about them. There's only two rappers you need to know. Raj Elevate and Treble. <laughs> all you need to know about is Chris Audio. That's all you need to know. That's a perfect response to that. <laughs> you know what? Since we've gone, we've at least mentioned one tribute each. So, um, do you have anything on that? I have three, actually. Okay. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this before you say your three, Raj? Because I know we're, we're we've been running for a while now. But um, why don't we go like kind of like rapid fire? And, we, and if you want to make a comment about any of them, cool. We can ch- kind of chime oh, in. Let me just like go around and say. Yeah, kind of go around. So, Sybil, say you're three. Okay. Well, maybe like Raj, you say like one more. Trevor, you say one more. I'll say another one. And we'll kind of see where we go from there. And then maybe wrap it up. Well, with Trouble, so let Trouble go next because I'm still um i still trying to figure out who I want to say. Well, you don't want Sybil to say? She you don't want me to say that? Why are you just going to like leapfrog your secretary, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Today it's secretary. Assistant. Today it's secretary. They're like, uh, they're not the same thing. All right, you like assistant better? You assistant. I do. I think uh, assistant sounds better. Yeah, assistant. Is why why are you theater like that? I feel like I feel like a, <laughs> I feel like a magician. Uh, like you know, magicians got assistants. Well, if you think it's a, a very um a hostile work environment, you could be my assistant <laughs> instead. Shut the fuck Sometimes dealing with him is a hostile work environment. Oh, come hey, on. Hey, you got you got to be on point, Raj. Come on now. Come on, man. She's going to report you. I'm going to report you to the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> HR finna get a call. I witnessed him berating his employee. <laughs> he called her secretary. <laughs> belittling her. Verbal secretary. Verbal abuse. He said she didn't like being called secretary. And Put some respect on her assistant name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I got you. Don't be trying to steal my assistant, y'all. Hey, hey, I. Hey, man. I share everybody's shit, but yours the most, Raj, you know. <laughs> I'm a good social media assistant. Hey, I, I appreciate that. Okay, so can I say one of mine, or do you want somebody else to say theirs? You can go. Why don't you start? Go ahead. You want me to say all three at one time, or just one? Why don't you say one, and then we'll go, kind of go around and say one each then. Okay. I have Missing You by Diana Ross. Oh, you want throwback, huh? Throwback. Okay. Not hip-hop. It's not hip-hop, but it's cool. It's classic. But it's throwback. She wrote it about Marvin Gaye. Not hip hop either, so. Yeah, she wrote it. She wrote it about uh, Marvin Gaye, and that's one of my favorites. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. She wrote that about Marvin Gaye. She did. It was a tribute to Marvin Marvin Gaye. Huh? I didn't know that. Have to listen to it again. That's all. That's a true classic, right there. It is a classic. Yeah, I just learned something new. Rod's turned off his microphone for some reason. I guess he does. I guess he's sitting there like doing research or something. Oh he's staring God. out of his window. <laughs> it looks, it looks like he's staring out of a real window. 
<laughs> anyone who's just like listening, if anyone's just like listening, like on a podcast, <laughs> he has a background that looks like it's a Microsoft Paint background, but it's like a fake window to his side. He I don't know if he's actually looking out a window. He's just window. looking out of it in deep thought. Somebody tried to get the birds out there. Man. Man. Talk about the way I talk to my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody try to get me get my attention. Apparently, someone's like knocking on your window over there, like right, <laughs> knocking on my window. It's your Sims neighbor. They're coming yeah, over to introduce like themselves. So, so who, wants, who wants to go next, Trevor or, or Raj? Or Raj, you still thinking? <laughs> That's why he was looking out the window. Right, <laughs> he's daydreaming. All right, well, I'll go real quick. Um. <laughs> A tribute song for me, I, I like y'all probably gonna laugh when I say this is a tribute song because it's like really not, but it's like really important in my hip hop history. Give me the loop by Biggie, and and the main reason is because Buddy literally flows a perfect story from two different perspectives. Like he raps from his own conscience and from the perspective of himself. That's pretty freaking dope. Like, and it's like, although, although I will say the lyrics can be uh, a bit rough around the edges in that song in particular, it's still like the concept to be able to do that. Like, I just, I think it resonates with me because most artists can't do shit like that now. Yeah. Like you can't, like they don't have the creative, the creative depth to do anything like that it's like the only thing they know how to do is to go in there rap for 16 and go home you know and it's like with biggie you got a whole story like and you can physically fucking see what he's talking about when he's spitting this shit you know what i mean and i, I just that shit's dope to me i guess i hadn't really thought about that as a tribute song so uh, that's, really like that but that's a good segue <laughs> that's a good segue to mine's because mine actually has to do with biggie and it's um this one is we all know i'm pretty sure everybody out there knows you're gonna take my idea right now i know you are i'll be missing you. i actually like you know what's funny about I'll be missing that, like I, like of course that's a classic you know you know everyone but i actually like uh we'll always love big papa by the locks mm-hmm. see i haven't heard that one Oh come on, that's that's dope, man. I'm gonna check I think, it out right now. the locks, right? I'm not going crazy right now, Wait, right? What's it? My Wait, old Chris, age. which one did you just say? I mean, I was just I was just piggybacking what you just said. We're always oh, nah, I mean, I, I I know the locks very well. That's just the one that I guess slipped by me. I was a jit. Yeah, it's the locks. Yeah, I don't know why I was like like second guessing myself. Nah, you. You you know what you're talking about. Usually. <laughs> but I'm old now, bro. <laughs> about oh, man. Nah, um actually I was gonna say I was gonna say another one, another uh tribute, but I I'm gonna say two only because they're on the same album. And um they're both they're both from Kanye West graduation. Mm. Kanye has a song called Homecoming. Which is about Chicago, of course. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking about it. That kind of ties into the my first tribute song because he starts off the joint Homecoming with I met this girl when I was 10 years old or whatever age he he says. 
which is exactly yeah. how Simon starts the other joint and how Murder starts the other joint. So I wasn't even thinking about that until right now, just realized that, that you know, that he does it the same way. Um, Kanye pays a lot like a double, of It's like a double obviously. tribute, you know, because he's using like a tribute, the start of a tribute song to like a different type of tribute. Um, that's pretty dope. Homecoming is a nice song, man. That's that's Amazing. that's a really really dope song. Um, and then the other one, of course, is Big Brother. Of course, uh, I knew you were gonna say that. Like which like people like talk about how he spazzed on that song. I don't really see that song in like that kind of way. We're like, oh my god, he spazzed lyrically, but the song's dope, you know. And it's kind of cool to see like an an artist. Um, he kind of said, I think he said it in the song. It's it's dope for like somebody of like that stature to like you know, you know, to give that credit to someone else of their stature, you know, especially of that stature, you know, like while they're still alive, you know, they always yeah. say, you know, people don't ever get the, you know, give people the roses while they can smell them, you know? Um, but so uh, he's like, you know, making that joint like on his third album instead of like waiting to like his 10th album or whatever to like, yeah. you know, give Jay-Z's credit for like, you know, doing what he did for, his career, you know, because let's be honest, it wasn't for Jay Z. Kanye probably doesn't become Kanye, you know. Yes, no, definitely doesn't. Same he thing. Definitely with doesn't. Like he probably would have gotten signed to some label and had some kind of success because the dude is talented, obviously. But I don't think it would have like exploded to the way that it, it did, you know. Yeah. I mean, just look at Watch the Throne. You know what I mean? We would have oh, never yeah. had to watch the throne if that was the case. What is that? What is that? Someone using a paper shredder. Yeah, apparently. Hold on one second. Or a pencil sharpener? I don't even have a pencil sharpener or a paper shredder. It sounded like a uh, some type of paper shredder or something like that. That's what it sounded like. Maybe, maybe <laughs> the um, maybe the. Sims oh, that's why Raj is using the fake background. You're on the toilet. <laughs> you got me. You got me. I'm taking a dump right now. <laughs> got you. I got you. I'm taking a dump. All right, simple. Brown-handed. I'm already brown. But I, <laughs> I wasn't even doing that. I was just saying. The song I'm five years old, bro. I got five year old humor. I was making a poop joke. <laughs> Your baby's rubbing off on you. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> I know you sit and tell me. I think she already got me back to watching Disney movies. Right. That's what I'm saying. That might not be a bad thing, though. There's a there's an artist that sings a song. I was I was piggybacking off what he said about Kanye, about the flowers. Um, I'm gonna find it right now because I wrote it in here. But it's an artist I never even really heard of, but somebody turned me on to him. It it was basically something about give them. Don't wait until they're dead to give them flowers. Give them flowers while they're still alive. Like, basically. you remember who sang it? You don't remember the artist? I can find it really quick. Or do you remember, um, like, what genre it was? It's rap. It's hip-hop. Or hip-hop, I guess. Hey, y'all, y'all can hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. My shit, I I unmuted it 30 minutes ago. That bit was still just muted. (laughs) (laughs) He was using his paper shredder. <laughs> I had to delete those secret files. My name is Chris Audio. That's at Chris Audio, K-H-R-I-S, Audio, on Instagram or on Twitter. Holla at me. Holla. Soundbreakingmusicllc.com. 
respecttheculture.org, souladdicted.com, chrisaudi.bandcamp.com. Look me up. I'm on every streaming platform. I'm coming to a city near you in like three years when things are normal again. (laughs) (laughs) Not now. Disclaimer. Three years. See me. That's all I want to know. Hey. Man, it's been great being on here again with y'all, man. You know, it's always a good time. We always dive into some topics. We always dive off the topic, but get That's back to the topic. Go with the flow, man. It's always a pleasure having you on. And I know this ain't going to be the last time because I'm going to make Chris bring you on. I wasn't even ending the episode. I was just trying to kill time until she finds a song. Oh. Hey, got me, goddamn. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to kill time. I was like, since we got some downtime, I'm gonna promote myself. I'm fine. Yeah, man, it's about that time for me to get out of here. Anyways, I got them old folks hours now. <laughs> old folks hours. <laughs> got that baby <laughs> like. What's the song? Now I'm curious. That just hit me. Both y'all got newborn. Well, well, Trebles ain't really newborn. One year old, but oh, y'all yeah, both I mean, got. She's like a year old though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's little, man. Both of y'all got toddlers, man, and yes. yes, I'm the only one like with no kid, man. Damn. Hey, it's a, it's a blessing, but you ain't missing the sleep. Get your sleep now. Get your sleep. Yeah. Get it now. Okay, here we go. I found it. I give myself till 35 to have a kid. If not, then I'm. Go bald. figure. I had a kid at 35. Hey, there you go. Yeah, y'all niggas waited, boy. <laughs> Hell, I started early. Okay, you ready? Yeah, go. Okay. The lyric says, give them flowers while they still can smell them. If there is a certain way inside your heart you feel, then tell them. Never hesitate to say it. Do it when you can. Don't put no flowers on no casket. Put them in their hand. K Reno. K Rhino. K Rhino's fire. K Rhino? That's how you say Rhino? Yeah, that's one of yo. That's one of my favorite underground artists right there. He's a yeah, he's fire. Beast. Yeah, Larry's yeah, that was it. The beast. That was one of them. Yeah, yep. he's one of the best lyricists, like ever. Hands down. I just I just found out about him. Somebody just told me about him. I was like, wow, that's a powerful. That's mm. powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead, Treble. I know you gotta you gotta dip out soon. I'll oh, be behind you, bro. Huh. Oh, I, thought, oh I, I know you were going to chime in. I thought you were going to, like, promote yourself. <laughs> nah, I was just going to say, man, last thing, piggybacking off of what she said, like, it's it's definitely a blessing to hear people actually respect you and tell you how they respect you. Are you still alive? Like, I think the biggest fear that everybody has is busting their ass and dying, and then 20 years later, everybody's like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. You know what I mean? And they never acknowledged that while they were there. You know, that has to suck. Right. No, I think that that as a society, I think we we do that a little too much. Yeah. With you. Especially when it comes to like, you know, um, you know, especially like our legends, you know, whether it's musically or or sports or or whatever, any other like well known uh, figures. And, you know, if you, you take down even like a micro level, you know, like even in our own lives, you know, like, you know, you know, I, I, um, I read this quote a while, a long time ago that was just like, never miss out an opportunity to tell someone that you love them, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's true, you know, maybe it's like, maybe it's, 
you know, a little overstated, but like, what what's the harm? You know what I mean? I love yeah. you. I love all. Yeah, yeah, I love you too. Love you too, bro, bro. I love you. I love all of you. But yo, that's what came to my mind when you started. Uh, as soon as you said, I was like, yo, it's like that on every level. Like families don't get together. Well, I know now it's different with COVID, but even before COVID, families didn't get together unless it was a, a wedding also, or, yeah. or, a, or a funeral. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like I was gonna say, like there was somebody in my family passed away years ago, like a it was like a grandparent. Um, it was probably like 15 years ago or whatever. And I remember like my cousin made a comment, like it's kind of sad that like it takes something like this for all of us to like get together, you know? Yeah, right. Let's try to actually like do this without it being on the heels of a death. Yeah, you know? yes. And, yeah. and we're so bad at doing that because we get so consumed. With all of with our, our personal lives, shit, you know, what's going on with us and what's going on, like, oh, I got a problem with my cousin's girlfriend, or like, I got, I don't yeah, like my petty uncle. shit, like my uncle. You know what petty. I mean? You know, and at the end of the day, it's all petty stuff, and it's just like, how are we gonna let you know minor things like get in the way of you know family or or whatever, you know? And it's like, it shouldn't be like that. You yo, know, when I started, yo, when yeah, I started. When I think about petty shit, yo, this is what I remind myself. I say, yo, I'm 32 right now. The average lifespan is maybe, what, 80, 85? Like, I really don't have... In 100 years, none of us is going to be here. You know, I I don't have that much time on this earth. Like, why am I focused on this petty shit right now? Why am I focused on, oh, that nigga probably said this about me? Or like... Oh, I needed to hear that. My ex is doing this. Or like... Whatever, like yo, we're not here for that long. We're we're a blink in existence. We're like that. We're gonna blink and boom. Yeah, rise above, rise above. Because mm-hmm. people hate, and then they see, like even me, I'm not, you know, like I'm not a big. I don't I don't rap. I write, but I don't rap or anything like that. But I help him out, so people see that. And they're like, oh, she's what's she doing? Like, and they hate on me, you know what I mean? She's never gonna go anywhere with that. You know, they try to discourage. Yeah. It's easier to cut your wings off than watch the person actually fly over you and you still on the ground, you know. Right. Facts. Right. <laughs> yeah, so um man, like I said before, it was dope being on here with y'all, man. It was great. You know, we always have amazing conversations. I appreciate y'all having me on. To all of the people who listening, y'all can get at me at the Jetpack Hero on all social media platforms. You just type that in. Your boy will pop up. You type that trouble in Google, and all my music will be right at your disposal. Well, I, I hope y'all know. enjoyed this podcast, man. You got I'm EP coming. You. Yo, you got, a, um, you got a name for it yet, Trevor? Not yet. For what? For the EP, yes, the pressure that that's the pressure. name. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all. We'll look out for the pressure. No set date yet because we don't want to no, put no pressure on ourselves. So <laughs> make sure you follow my man Treble. I just want to surprise everybody, man. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you uh, follow Elevated Audio Podcast on IG, Facebook, subscribe to the YouTube, leave comments, let us know what you want to talk about. On a personal level, Raj Elevate, R-O-J-E-L-E-V-8 is in a number. 
Um, sign up for the email list and get a free song at RajElevate.com, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Um, working on the, sh uh, the Chakra Therapy EP or Chakra Therapy EP. Set the drop. No set date because I don't want to put that pressure on myself. Hey, smart <laughs> man. So it will <laughs> when it comes. Sybil, what are you, what are you promoting? Well, him. <laughs> oh me. <laughs> yeah, my um my Instagram is Sib four one zero. Everything's Sib four one zero. How do you spell that? C Y B four one zero as in the numbers. Right. And I'm already following you, Treble. I don't know if you're following me, but I'm already following you. I'm gonna get on you right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like to just put like, I like to share a lot of people's stuff, especially independent artists. I like to do that. Um, so I'll be sharing. All right. I'll sharing things, putting it. people out there, putting their music out there. But, you know, I have to go for my main man first. He comes of first. Of course. I understand. I understand. you're his assistant, not secretary. Exactly. That's Yes. Remember that, Raj. That still has <laughs> high caliber to it, though. Secretary, like, yo, it's not, that's still a good prestigious position. It sure is, because I, I, think I, I do give her executive assistant as the title. Ooh. I mean, she the, she the only one. She got to be the executive. Exactly. Ooh, executive assistant. I like There you go. There, you're promoted. Yeah, executive assistant. <laughs> I mean, just be careful, Raj. You got to be careful, though. She puts that on her resume. That's it, you know? Like that's it. Like you know, she so she puts that resume on Indeed. Like oh, she's got executive she's gonna, she's experience. Gonna have okay. She's gonna have Interscope in her inbox. Like that's what I'm saying, man. You're gonna lose out on her. Like you better be. You better oh, be man, ready I'm to go I'm already on LinkedIn. I <laughs> already got my personal assistant stuff. I got her under contract. She's under contract, y'all. You got oh, okay, gotcha. okay, okay. I didn't okay. sign yeah, no contract. I don't know. Sybil, you're not supposed to say that. You finna catch a lawsuit real swift, bro. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> teach you how to be on here. Oh, shit. You will. I'll learn. <laughs> I'm still learning. You're good. You're good. Thank you. Audio, what you got? What you got for us? I'm breaking music. LLC.com. Uh, Chris Audio on every, everywhere. K H R I S Audio. Um, clothing line, respect the culture, respecttheculture.org. Um, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Um, you know, I've got all, my own, my entire catalog on Bandcamp, chrisaudio.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can find that through my website too, but I've got, um, you know, some other stuff that I'm working on that I really don't want to divulge too much information. Mm -hmm. right so maybe, a, maybe, maybe a project or two that are you know, kind of in the works behind the scenes. I don't hey, want to give out too much information. A lot of work being done. Definitely some stuff, you know, some stuff happening. So I can't wait. I can't wait to release some of it. Word up. Great. Well, there y'all have it. Our 11th episode of the Elevated Audio Podcast. Thank you to my guests. It was a pleasure having y'all. Thank y'all. Thanks out for having me. Sure. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Appreciate you, man.